0: Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, the sermon audio from Word of Life Church in Lesour, Minnesota. Thank you for listening, and may you be blessed by this word of grace for you today.
1: Good morning, Word of Life Church. It is great to be worshiping with you today. Um, we're loving it. I know some of you have picked up a little bit on on what we're doing. Yes. We are pre-recording this, and uh, and we're do- doing like this simulated live thing in which we try to uh, do everything that we possibly can. But l- uploading it onto the uh, you know onto the internet seems to give you a better worship experience. And so we're doing everything that we can to make sure that the, we can clean up the streaming and stuff like that. We're excited to be worshiping with you. We have uh, I just got to spend two and a half hours worshiping with the band and, and it's just been awesome. super excited about what's happening with Word of life. I have no idea what the governor is about to say. matter of fact, the governor is about to be is probably starting his speech right now but I'm praying that we're going to be getting together in person sooner rather than later um, yeah, but but until then, We're doing we're we're doing it online. We're having a great time, and and just want to get you up to speed on some of our announcements. Uh, Let's see. We are we're doing some drive-by signing, and so maybe maybe you've received uh, a drive-by. Maybe you've heard some horn honking out in front of your house. I was so blessed. All of the elders did a drive-by signing at my house last week. It was just super fun. They all rolled over on, on Tuesday, honking the horn, blocking the whole road, holding up signs, and the whole neighborhood it created conversation. The whole neighborhood started asking me like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Is it one of your birthdays? I said, no, that's my church. That's my church. It was so much fun. I and mean, we're having a great time. And uh, so maybe we'll be ro- rolling past your house. And if you're, feeling, um, if you're feeling a little down and you need a little boost of encouragement, shoot an email over to Sue at word of life, lbc at wordoflifelbc.org and, and say, hey, this is my address, and we would love to to stop on by. I understand that some of our friends live quite a ways away. Stacia, I'm talking to you. I would love to come up to all the way up to your house and visit you, but it would take us an entire day. So sorry about that. Also, I got my Aunt Kim all the way out in South Carolina, and I know that she would love for me to do a drive-by signing too. Sorry, Aunt Kim. It would take me all week. But if you're uh, if you're a part of Word of Life Church and you live pretty close to the church, hey, and you feel like you need a visit, just shoot us your address and uh, and we'll put you on the list. We would love to stop by and encourage you from a safe distance away with our horns, and with our signs. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. Hey, we've got some an- announcements coming up, and here's what we have uh, you know, coming up. We are, this is our last week in which we are celebrating Easter Extended. Last week celebrating Easter Extended, and then we're starting a brand new series next week. Stay tuned. I think you're going to be really encouraged by, by it next week. Let's see what else we have going on. We are, have started our new book club, whether you have been part of book club before or not, whether it's your first time or you're just looking for an encouraging book to read. We've started discussing everybody always. You don't have to attend every week. You don't even have to have read the chapters, you know, to come and enjoy hanging out with all of us as we discuss, you know, God's love for us and how God encourages us to be loving towards others. Uh, Everybody always by Bob Goff. If you're looking for more information, don't hesitate. Just shoot me an email, and I'll send you a link of how you can purchase your own copy. And then just join us on Wednesdays at 5:30 on Zoom. Happening youth group Wednesdays at 7 p.m. What else we got? We've got. Forty fives. 45s is 45s started meeting too. 45s. Thursdays at seven Thursdays at 7 PM on Zoom. And so uh, 40 45s. Parents you know they might need a little help. You know, actually what I'm saying is. 45s, if you're in 4th or 5th grade, you might need to help your parents, you know, get you onto Zoom and, uh, and, and join for the fun. They're playing some games and studying God's Word together. It's a great time to get together. So if you've got uh, a 4th and 5th grader, check it out on Thursdays at 7 p.m. And then small group Bible study with Pat and Cindy is meeting Thursdays at 7 p.m. as well on Zoom and they are discussing Psalm 23 by Matt Chandler. Uh, if, you're, if you've got some time on Thursdays, if you're looking for some encouragement, they'll point you straight to the Scriptures. Uh, they're, they're digging into Psalm 23 and having a good discussion. Also, free resources are on 1517. As a matter of fact, I was just... I was just reading in, um, in one of the books published by 1517, Credo, and, and discussing the Apostles' Creed. And so if you're looking for some, uh, some encouragement, they have articles, they've got podcasts, they've got videos. If you want to dig a little deeper, I totally love my two buddies do an academy course in which they do a, you know, a deep dive. And uh, you know that's uh, Daniel Amory Price and uh, Eric Sorensen. But hop on there. there you, can, you can dig as deep as you want to. You can read some articles. Um, you know, and our website is wordoflifelbc.org. And we would love to connect with you. If you've got any questions, don't hesitate. Just uh, shoot us an email. All right. I think that is all of our announcements. So, actually... I know there's one other announcement. Um, I've got a special guest to introduce, and uh, and we took we took a little video to to introduce you to a friend of mine. Why don't you check out this uh, this little introduction, and then we're going to come back and uh, and I'll have a uh, our call to. work.
0: morning, Jay. Good morning, Nick. <laughs>
1: This is my friend Nick Olson, and uh, let's see, Nick, you've been uh, hanging out with us for over a year now, right? Yeah, it'll be two years this summer. Holy cow, that's awesome. Yeah. We want to announce to you that the Elder Board has hired Nick Olson as our new youth minister. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited about it. Dude, thank you for coming <laughs> on to the team. I'm yeah. so excited. We've talked about, uh, you know, we're, I've known him for years. we are talked mm-hmm. about working together, you know, but it's just the never opportunity never
0: worked out. So I'm really excited about us getting to work together and share the gospel together. Yeah, absolutely. And and to do it here at Word of Life is, um, I know it's special for you, it's special for me, this... Word of life has had an impact in yeah. my life for a really long time, and have a lot of stories of people that I've been connected with here, and 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 was that an inspiration point day camp here, like. 14 years ago. Oh, so yeah. teenagers that are watching this, uh, you probably don't remember that, but um, I remember being here and, and knowing that this is a place um, that clearly communicates the gospel um, to the community of Lesseward. It's just awesome to be here. And we're,
1: we're passionate about investing in the lives of young people, yeah. and I'm I'm glad that,
0: that you are passionate about investing in the lives of, uh, of young people and their families. Yeah, so this has been the, the, the big thing of my life is being in youth ministry. Um, I've been a youth pastor for over. 11 years and 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 served all over the Midwest um, and and in doing that to yeah clearly communicate that um, Jesus loves you um, in the lives of teenagers and their families and. Um, can't wait to get started doing it here. That's right. So we're really excited about the next stage of
1: of ministry with Word of Life, and we're excited that you get to be a part of it. I'm sorry. We would have really loved to be able to do this in person, but we wanted to let you know what was happening and give you a little something to look forward to in the midst of all this, you know, like COVID-19 and stay-at-home order and stuff like that. We're really hoping that We'll be back worshiping in person and getting together in person, you know, uh, by the time you start. So your start date is? Uh, June 1st. All right. So we got about a month to wait,
0: but we're super excited about what's happening. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah. So teenagers, families, uh, volunteers, um, I can't wait uh, to be a part of your lives um, talking about grace, talking about gospel, and having a good time together.
1: We're going to have a great time. Uh, So... Big huge props to you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming and helping me introduce you to, uh, to everybody and share a little bit of your passion. All right. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Uh, our call to worship this morning comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3, reading in Jesus' name, and, and it's my prayer that these verses of hope would call you into worship today. 1 Peter Chapter 1 starting in verse 3 reading in Jesus name Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ According to his great mercy he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading kept in heaven for you That's right our hope rests in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and in the hope of glory that one day he's coming back to take us home to heaven to be with him for all of eternity. And we've got an inheritance waiting for us up there. He said that he went, when he left, and we're celebrating the ascension today, and so when he went back up to heaven, he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you so that I can come, come back and bring you home. I am super excited. I hope you're excited about worship today. I understand that you're worshiping from home today and that worshiping at home is a little bit differently. Maybe you maybe you don't sing, maybe you don't always sing, but I have to tell you, I I was here for the recording of the band And you're going to want to turn up the volume on your TV, turn it up. You may want to stand up. I was standing up through the whole worship set and get ready to sing. I don't know if you could make it through these songs without singing along and worshiping to the Lord. Let's worship the Lord together.
2: Your guilt, bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more than me. Every day I wrestle with the voices, keep telling me I'm not right. That's all. I hear a voice and He calls me redeemed sound. said
1: That was awesome. I had so much fun. I've been having a great time uh, getting to worship with with the band, and I understand that some of the musicians who normally get to lead worship are feeling kind of kind of left out, kind of bummed because uh, uh, you know because of all of the social distancing and everything like that. We've we've kept the circle really small. Thank you for your patience. I really appreciate it. I had a great time worshiping. I know that Eric is working on another song. And so if you'd like to be involved in in, in leading us in worship, you know, just just contact Eric. Answer answer one of those uh, emails, and he'd be happy to plug you in uh, to to the next song that we're preparing as an entire church. As we as we dig into our text for today, today we are talking about Jesus, and we're talking about the the last bit of. Uh, of Easter. I know that we extended Easter. You guys know how much I love Easter. I I love Easter way, so much that there's no way that I could just kind of celebrate Easter on one day. I got to extend it for a few weeks. And so here we are today. And today we're celebrating and um and it's it's fitting that it, actually we're recording on Thursday. And Thursday happens to be the day 40 days after Easter, 40 days after Jesus rose to new life. And he appeared to, you know, he appeared to Mary. Uh, he appeared to the two guys on the, on the road to Emmaus. He appeared, you know, to, to Peter. He appeared to everybody in the upper room. We discussed that last week. And, uh, and 40 days later, he continued to, to walk with the, you know, appear to and, and talk with the apostles and the disciples. And for 40 days, he hung out with them and talked with them about the kingdom of God and about God's plan of salvation. And then 40 days on a, on a Thursday, he led them out. He led them out of Jerusalem, and he knew that something special was about to happen. Jesus was about to ascend into heaven. And, uh, and so he takes his disciples on a walk and... Um, and then something special happens. Check it out with me, if you will. It's uh, our, We've got a couple of texts for today. We're going to start at the end of Luke because I thought it would be super fun just to you know close off, uh, you know Luke. So we're in Luke 24, starting in verse 50. And it says, then he led them out as far as Bethany. Uh, You've heard this, you know, name before as we've kind of talked a little bit about Jesus' travels. It's about three quarters of a mile outside outside of Jerusalem, okay? So he led them out as far as Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. That's Luke 24, 50 through 53. Luke gives us this um, this summary of of what's what's happening in um, the author of the gospel of Luke, Luke, okay? He also wrote the follow-up book. It was kind of like like part two, whereas he writes Luke, and it's all about the life of Jesus. He also writes this follow-up book called Acts. And so if you'll check out with me Acts, Acts talks about the, uh, some people call it the Acts of the Apostles. Some people call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Some people call it the Acts of the Church. The answer is yes, all of those things, because Acts is all about the apostles and what they did and what they taught and the expansion of the gospel. It's also all about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is front and center, main character in the book of Acts. And then it's also about the church, the acts of the church. And so it's all about the church and how the church grows from a small group of believers in Jerusalem and that just grows all over the known world at that time, going all the way to Rome. And so if you turn with me to Acts chapter one and starting in verse one, reading in Jesus' name, because it's God's word, not mine. In the first book that he's, he's talking about, you know, he's talking about Luke, O Theophilus, which is the guy who he writes to, okay? I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. So that's all about the Luke, uh, gospel of Luke, okay? Until the day when he was taken up, and that's the day that we're celebrating today, the Ascension. After he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles to whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. This is really important, okay, and I, w- I want you to pay attention because the uh, the apostle. Is is the you know Luke as he's writing this to us the you know and and he's and he's copying down a lot of the he did a bunch of research and he talked to people he spent a lot of time with the apostle Paul he spent time with the you know with the you know with the apostle Peter and he wants to make sure that we're aware that that the resurrection happened in real life that that this isn't just a story or something like that but that that Jesus life. Suffering, death, and resurrection all happened. And, and so when he gets into it and says that he presented himself alive to them after suffering and by many proofs, he's being specific about the fact that, that this really happened and there were eyewitnesses and they had plenty of proof that Jesus is alive. And that's that's specific. And going on, going on. So going on to the next verse. Still reading in Jesus' name, God's word. Um, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said you heard from me. So when they had come together, they asked him. Okay, uh, the promise from the Father, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And so that we're going to get it, you know, that's, that's going to happen next. So, you know, talking about the, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's celebrated on the day of Pentecost. Okay, but when, uh, when they had gathered together, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. I totally get this. See, what's happening is, and this makes me feel so much better, the, the, the disciples are still a little bit confused. But, it's, but again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And it says, you know, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. And a cloud took them, took him out of their sight. Wow. Can you imagine being there? One minute, Jesus is talking to you, telling you to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. And as they're talking, he's lifted up. And he just keeps on going up. And then this cloud just takes them out of their sight. While they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes, hint, hint, their angels, and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven, and that's recorded in Acts chapter one, verses one through eleven. So let's dig into the text a little bit and, and take a look at what's happening on the day that Jesus ascended into heaven, and uh, and, and what exactly it is that we're that we're celebrating. So as uh, as they came together, they're hanging out and they're, and, and they're talking all about um, they're talking all about what's going to happen and what has been happening and, and Jesus is getting them ready and, and getting them prepped for the for the reality. Jesus knows what's going to happen that he's going to send it to heaven. He's been prepping them since before his death. He's literally been saying, he's pre- been predicting this since before his death. He's like, I'm going away. I'm going someplace and you can't follow me. And and they all think that they can. I mean, Peter especially is one. he's like, I can. You know, sorry, buddy, you can't, you will, you know. And they've got all these great questions about, you know, like how do, you know, and Jesus says, you know the way, you're going to be able to follow me eventually, but I am going to go up in heaven. And, uh, and so he's been predicting it. Disciples still trying to wrap their heads around it. I get it. I mean, Jesus' ascension was over 2,000 years ago. The church is still waiting for him to come back. Matter of fact, even, even during you know, the times when they were writing the scriptures... The church, especially in Thessalonica, had some serious challenges and serious questions about, did we miss the, the second coming? Did we, you know, the, the, did he come back and we all missed it? Or, or maybe, you know, some, some churches were, were struggling with the fact that maybe he's not coming back. I don't know. But the encouragement from the apostles and from the scriptures, uh, you know, right from God's word is that God's not slow. God isn't ditching out on his promises. Jesus makes a promise that he is going to come back for us. And he will. The problem is that we, we are very tied to this life. And you know, and the, and the scriptures say that for God, a day is like a thousand years. And he is not slow to, you know, he is not slow to keep his promises as some of us think that he is. Kind of like, oh gosh, hey. Jesus, I think you're running a little late today. No, he's not running late. It's just God's number one priority is that everyone who would have an opportunity to believe in him and to receive salvation and to be taken up with him into eternal glory, everyone. And so he's waiting. And I get that. I regularly ask the Lord, God, please hold off just a little bit longer. Please hold off a little bit longer. There's so many who don't yet know you. And so as, as, as Jesus is preparing to go into heaven, he's, he's talking to the disciples and, 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 and he's saying, Look, you know, stay in Jerusalem. Uh, I want you to wait until you know the, the gift from the Father comes. That's the Holy Spirit who's going to give you power. And, 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 and the disciples are still confused. You know, they think. Hey, so is, is now the time? Is now the time? Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? I mean, like, it's great timing. You've got some good press. you got this whole resurrected body thing that, like, appears in, like, you know, locked rooms and stuff. You can, like, uh, you know, beam, your, beam you up Scotty over to, like, a, a road or whatever. Uh, I mean, this would be kind of a cool time. You've, you've been crucified. Everybody saw. You've risen from the dead, and lots of people have seen that too. I think now would be an awesome time for you to set up the kingdom right here in Israel. Oh, and by the way, please kick out Rome. Oh, and by the way, since we're like, you know, your closest friends, you're going to have like positions of power for us too, right? I mean, that'd be cool. But that's not God's plan. And, and so Jesus lets them know, hey, I'm, I'm sorry you know but that's not that's above your pay grade that's not your that's not your job to determine when the kingdom happens and when uh, when god waits and things like that it's that's not your thing and and he says that's done by god's authority and god, only god's authority you you get to wait i hate waiting I don't even like saying wait. So today I was I was on the road they're doing some construction on 19 and uh I was I was running a little bit more you know kind of behind my schedule. I wasn't late late. I was just kind of like I was ready to get in. I was ready to start filming. I was ready to like just like, just start digging into this stuff and um and so I you know because of all the construction happening and everything else, I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to hop on 19 out of Henderson. And they had just done re- some repaving, you know, past the Nye Center, between the Nye Center and, and, and Henderson. And I was like, sweet, no problem. Brand new road. I wasn't speeding. Brand new road, so nice and smooth. And I'm like, yes, going to get in, get to church. And then as soon as I come around the corner past the Nye Center, there's a sign. Road construction. One lane ahead. Oh, man. I knew what that meant. I knew what that meant. That means that exactly what I experienced. I pulled up. There's the guy with the flag and the stop sign. Wait. Got to wait for the pilot car. There's one car in front of me. You know what that usually means? That usually means that I got there right Right when the pilot car already took off, (laughs) he's like, "Oh, I'm here. I'm here for a little while. I'm gonna have to wait." And so I waited, and I'm looking up the road. I took a phone call. Still waiting. I changed the song on the, uh, uh, you know, on, on the Bluetooth radio. Still waiting. Still waiting. Oh, there's the pilot. There's the pilot car. Yeah, it's coming. They've paved in a nice long section, so I had to wait for that too. Finally, the pilot car comes by. The pilot car turns out of the way, and then sure enough, all these cars start streaming past me. Guess what that means? Still waiting. Finally. Pilot car pulls out in front and I get to follow that pilot car and get back on the road and get here so that I could be doing this. This is what I love doing. Wait. Church doesn't like to wait. I don't like to wait. But it's God's authority who says when, he's, when Jesus is coming back for us. Between then and now, we get to wait. That's okay. Jesus gives us something to do while we're waiting. We don't just have to like, you know, like hang out in the car and, you know, and change the song on the radio for, you know, while we're waiting. No. Jesus gives us some great stuff while we're waiting. And so as we look at the text, what we get to see is that while we're waiting, Jesus says, "Hey, let me make you a promise." Um, the promise is that I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit who's going to give you power. And, and, and as you receive the power from the Holy Spirit, you're also going to receive a mission or a commissioning from Jesus, because Jesus is saying, here's your power, but it's not just so that you feel real cool, so that you look good, or you, you know can get real showy and start healing people and casting out demons. No, 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 no. The power is for a reason, it's because Jesus is commissioning us to go and make disciples to be his witnesses. And so he starts off and he says that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem." And they're like, "Sweet, That's less than a mile away. We could just walk right back in that's okay we can do that we can be witnesses in jerusalem and it says right at the end of luke that they're that they're you know that they went back to jerusalem and they were going to the temple and they were they were worshiping publicly and they're telling everybody about jesus you will be my witnesses in jerusalem yes got that one and in judea well okay is yeah. not bad. I mean, it's a, an extended area around Jerusalem. These are our people. I think it's a great idea, Jesus. Every, all of our people should know that you are the Messiah, that you are the Savior, that you died on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins and that you rose to new life. You're right, Jesus. Everybody in Judea should know. And in Samaria, whoa. Hang on. Jesus are you telling me that everybody in Samaria gets to know that you're the Savior? Samaria? Really? Samaria is the region just north of us. Their worship is wrong. They're not even worshiping God right. They set up another altar. Not to mention Samaria they're the ones who wouldn't even let you stay in town while we were traveling down to Jerusalem in the first place. You had your face set to Jerusalem. You knew that you were headed to the cross and to the resurrection. And, and, but nobody in Samaria would let us stay in town. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. And then there was a couple of disciples, you know, who uh, wanted to call down fire from heaven and like consume that city that wouldn't let you in. That's Samaria. That's the Samaria that should hear the gospel. Yeah. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. Okay, if you say so, guess uh, James, John, no calling down fire, okay? And the whole world. Wait a minute. Let's look that up just to make sure that Jesus said it exactly what he was saying. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, Acts chapter 1. Okay, not for you to know the times, verse 7, but you will receive power. Verse 8, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. Okay, Acts 1, verse 8. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, if you say so, and to the end of the earth. Are you kidding me? Jesus! Really? Everybody? Everybody gets to hear about salvation? You mean your sacrifice is for everyone that you want everyone to know? Everyone gets saved? Yeah. Everyone. Even to the end of the earth. And the church today is still Passing on the witness, the eyewitness accounts that Jesus died on the cross. That he died, he was buried, he rose again to new life. And he, is, he ascended into heaven and he is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty just as we confess in the Apostles' Creed. And we've been ex- confessing that for hundreds of years because it's true. Jesus wants each and every one of us, each and every person all over the entire earth, to the end of the earth, to know that Jesus is the Savior. So as they're dealing with the confusion that everybody gets to hear about Jesus, And that it's not just for people in Jerusalem. It's not just for the Jews. It's not even just for the people in that region, like in Samaria. But salvation by grace, through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, is for everyone. Everyone. No matter where they live, no matter what their ethnicity, no matter where they they grew up, no matter what they believe, no matter what is going on in their life, Salvation by grace through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is for everyone all over the entire planet. And that's why we go out. That's why we send missionaries. That's why we share the gospel with our friends, with our neighbors. That's why we honk horns out in front of your houses and hold up signs, giving you an opportunity and me an opportunity to tell our neighbors, yeah, that's why church, they love Jesus. Let me tell you about it. That's why you uh, get to share this, uh, you know, with with all sorts of people. And I want to encourage you, you know, sharing, uh, you know, sharing this service is an opportunity for you to share the gospel. It's an opportunity for you to do exactly what Jesus is calling his disciples to do in this text. You will be my witnesses. You get to be witnesses. We get to be witnesses as we share this um, this worship service with our friends on Facebook or on Instagram as you as you encourage people i want to encourage you you know start a watch party if you start a watch party and invite some of your friends and neighbors and they can all start on, on facebook and do a little watch party and you could be watching together but I, uh, I it's all just flowing right out of this text and as they're talking about it as jesus is sending them with the message of the gospel to everyone he he leaves he just starts rising into heaven. It's, it's amazing. And they all just stand there and watch. And he just starts lifting up into heaven. And then a cloud just kind of takes him away. Now, to clarify, heaven is not in the clouds. If you get a chance to hop on an airplane and you're flying around up there and you're above the clouds, and you don't, you know, if you're expecting to see like pearly gates or streets of gold on top of the clouds. That's not what is what's what is being talked about in here. You see, heaven is a spiritual realm. It's like another dimension. We get these little sneak peeks into it occasionally in the Bible in which God allows some people to have their eyes opened and see, you know, um, what's what's kind of going on behind the scenes a little bit or in that spiritual dimension. Uh, you know, if you look, you know, back at Elisha and his servant, you know, God opens his, Elisha's servant's eyes, so that he can like see angel armies surrounding them, you know. And, and so, there's this sense in which there are opportunities sometimes for us to see this um, not us, but I mean, very, very few people have had their eyes open to see, uh, you know, the, the spiritual dimension. But when God is, is taking Jesus up into heaven. He's not saying that the heaven is in the clouds, but that this cloud took him away and, and that the, the heaven is a, a spiritual dimension or another dimension, you think about that. And, uh, and it's just mind-blowing. The hope is that, that he's coming back. Yeah, as they're just standing there, and I get it, I'd be blown away just watching Jesus Lifted up, clouds taking them, going, going, gone. Two angels. Yeah, uh, Luke says two two men in white robes. It's two angels. Two angels, and and I love how they communicate. I love how they talk. They they, they talk like they talk like some of my neighbor kids. You know, they ask the greatest questions. And like they like they state, state the obvious. And this is like having a conversation with like Rogie and Ella. You know, and, and and it's just like they 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 stand. These two angels walk up to everybody, and they're all like looking up into heaven still. And the angels like, why are you looking into heaven? Why are you doing that? <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna come back in the exact same way. Why are, you, why are you still standing here? Why are you still standing here looking into heaven? He'll come back. And then it's all of a sudden it's like it, it's like dawns on them. I'm like, oh wow. And so then they they end up they end up going back and 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 that, you see, is our hope. Our hope our hope isn't in, that in in that everything's going to get better now our hope isn't, you know, isn't in the governor, you know, lifting, you know, the the stay-at-home order. Our hope isn't in our government. The hope isn't in a vaccine. The hope isn't in the medical industry. The hope isn't even in the masks we wear or or, or any of those sorts of things. Our hope isn't that our our life is going to get better here. Our hope isn't even that that I'm going to be a better me, although I do... Thank the Lord that, that God does mold and shape us and, and give us opportunities to grow. But that's not where our hope is. Our hope is that Jesus Christ is coming back. We see this in Romans that as we talk about the, the hope that we have, our hope is in Christ Jesus and his return. It says... Romans 5, verses 1 and 2, our hope in the the glory, glory, one of God's primary symbols for glory is a cloud. We see this in the Exodus. We see this in the ascension of Jesus as He's being taken up into heaven by a cloud. That cloud is a symbol for God's glory. And that's our hope, that someday God's glory... His his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is coming back in the exact same way, and that's our hope. And so, as we we celebrate that Jesus has risen from the dead, as we celebrate that He ascended into heaven, as as we receive the power from the Holy Spirit, and as we live as witnesses to what Jesus, who Jesus is, and all that He has done for us and will do for us, we look forward in hope. This life isn't all there is. God has something huge planned for us, and it's way above our pay grade. It is way beyond our ability to, to ask or imagine. And, and, and I'm we're always tempted. I get tons and tons of questions about. About heaven and what it's going to be like and stuff like that. And as I was reading this book, uh, Credo, I had a little, um, I came across a little bit that I thought that I would uh, share with you. Um, It says on, on page 89 that we don't need to fill in the blanks of the resurrection with our own best imagined details. In fact, we shouldn't even try. Scripture, as summarized by the Apostles' Creed, tells us that our future hope falls outside of the realm of how we wish things would be, because this realm still resides within the sin and imperfection of this life. We can loosen our grip on the hope uh, we have in what we think should be or could have been because God's promises outweigh even the best of our wishes. Luther says, If the life to come would not be different from what reason conceives it to be, I, too, would not wish for it. However, how these things will be must be judged not by our own reason, but by God's word. And so what we have is a reminder. Our Lord and Savior Jesus ascended into heaven. And he's coming back. Until he does, he gives us his mission to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Now, maybe not all of us are going to, you know, travel all over the world and take, and take the gospel message with us. But we all have opportunities. He says, you will be my witnesses. It's not an if you want to be my witnesses. It says you will be my witnesses. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have received salvation from Jesus and, and you are saved by grace through faith, you are a witness. And that means you get to share what Jesus has done for you. And you also get the hope that Jesus is coming back for you one day. Let's pray together. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you. We worship your name. And we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. Jesus it would have been just so amazing to, to be there that day, to watch you ascend to heaven. And we celebrate that. And we can't wait until you come back, Lord God. But there's still so many people who don't yet know you. There's still so many people who think that they can get there on their own or think they can get there by their good works or because of who they know or what family they were born in. Or maybe even some, I know there's some people who still think that they can get there because of what church they attend. But you tell us over and over again through the scriptures that salvation is a gift. Given not because we've earned it or deserve it, but given freely, by grace, received through faith in you, Lord Jesus what you've done for us. We thank you for that salvation. And we thank you for the mission that you've made us your witnesses. Lord, I pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit, that you would give us power, that you would give us courage and boldness to share your message of salvation. Lord, that you would give us courage and boldness just to share one of our church videos or maybe a verse of scripture or or something with the people who need to hear you. Lord, and I know that there are people who are hearing your message of salvation for the first time right now. I want to thank you for my friends who, uh, who shared a Bible with somebody who is uh, who's getting to know you, Lord. Pray that you would continue to speak to him. Lord, I just encourage that, that people are, are worshiping with you and, and, and hearing about you all over the place. Lord, give us courage and boldness. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen. verse to share with you. One more verse, it's in Titus. Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's our hope. Our hope is not in us making this world a better place. Our hope is in the appearing of of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, thank you for worshiping with us today. We love you guys. We miss you. Can't wait till we're worshiping together in person, but until we are, we've got a lot of people to share the gospel with. Let's get out there and share. God's peace.